Hello, welcome to Before, Before We End. I am your host, Shelley Bong, and I am a writer and spiritual worker who is always finding a place between togetherness and aloneness. I am your other host, Tai Huang. I'm a writer, video essayist on YouTube with 23 followers and counting, and someone who seeks to know freedom and return intimately. We are located spatially in Jojage, or Montreal, on the unceded territory of the Ghanaian Cahagan Nation. Temporally, we are meeting you at this global moment of apocalypse change and at the intersection of the end and beginning of worlds. Woo! This is our podcast where we talk about everything that makes up this thick present, the world building and that is shaped by histories and futures that are entangled together within this overflowing now. Everything from pop culture, spirituality, decolonization, to our own journeys as early 20-somethings. Before We End is about speaking about the complexity of our realities and what it means to be at this moment in time, and how we can possibly shape change and be a part of this movement towards radical love, decolonization, return, and evolution. What does it mean to be at the end of time, approaching the end of this world order? How will we create and move through new realities and new worlds? Through this, we hope to find depth and complexity in everything, discussing whatever is on our minds from reality TV to Taylor Swift to time to God to love. We thank you so much for receiving this and witnessing us talk our shit. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Before We End podcast. Welcome to the pod. Um, the surfer's episode. Yeah. Um, we're a little excited. A little nervous. A little giggly. A little giggly. Um, I think that we're going to have a little bit of time um, before we kind of just get into talking, discussing um, what our title is and like what does before we end mean to us. Um, but before all that, would you like to check in? Yeah. Okay. We like recorded a little bit of this before, but someone was talking really loud outside. And so now we're like trying to simulate like... I don't know what the authenticity the authenticity of doing this again, because um, <laughs> yeah. um, I can ask this time. Maybe right. That will help. Yeah. Our ch- our check in question is going to be um, what color do you feel like you are in this moment? But I already know what color Shelly is because she already said her color. Maybe before. I changed in the Yeah. Like maybe you changed <laughs> exactly in the minute. Um, yeah when I was closing the window because someone was shouting really loudly outside. Yeah, was it construction? I think it was construction. Of course it is. Um, Yeah, okay, so what color are you? (laughs) Wait, I thought I was going to ask you. Okay, yeah, you ask me. Yeah, okay. What color are you feeling right now? Hmm. Hmm. I feel very orange right Mm. now like a deep orange i feel like because i mean (laughs) me and shelly were talking about this before but i feel very a lot of feelings of longing right now Mm. um for a new (laughs) lover that i can't um see Mm -hmm. in the immediate moment because i'm going to be going back home for a little bit and leave the city um and so i won't be seeing them for a little bit and so i'm feeling those feelings of like frustration and longing and like it's kind of like it's not like the red like 
fiery yeah. intenseness, but it's just like that low orange mm-hmm. kind of just like that like burn where you're just a little bit like. Ugh. Did you say like sunset stuff? Yeah, like, sort yeah. of. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just like feeling like, I want to see you, mm-hmm. um, and not being able to see someone. Um, so that's how I feel right now. Yeah. But it does feel good to kind of articulate that in that yeah. way. Um, yeah. It's interesting you say like, oh, I'm going home for a bit too. Because it sounds like a bit is like a long time when you're going home for a week. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like the way you say like a little bit is like a month or like three months. Um, yeah, so this is, yeah. (laughs) I know, it's like, have I long lost life? I've also only been really engaged with this person for a few weeks, so I'm also being hella dramatic. But I'm also, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm really feeling into that dramatic energy Mm. today. Kind of like the, like, teenage, like, child, teenage loving, like, dramatic energy where you're like, ugh. You know, that's yeah. kind of how I feel. Yeah, and it's also just like summer. Like always feels like another teenage dream again. Yeah, yeah. at least just until like yeah, the like haziness of a little summer romance. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Um. Anyways, mm-hmm. I hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um. What color are you? Okay. Right now. Has it changed since five <laughs> minutes ago? Um, I think I will stick to my last answer, <laughs> which nobody knows yet. <laughs> but like, um, I am feeling like a deep violet or indigo mm. um, because I think I'm feeling very um, clear in my mind, but my body is heavy. And that's like how I feel about mm. like deep violet, like very clear um, like not muddy, uh, violet and indigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's an okay color to be. You know? yeah, yeah. I feel that. Mm. I also really, wait, sorry. Is what color is lilac? Is it like purple too? I've always pictured it as a purple color. Well, you don't know what the color lilac is. It's purple, right? Yeah, it's purple. Yeah. It's oh, like a light but purple. Is it, but how, like, how does it differ from violet? Violet is more like a darker color, but right. not. And violet also, I think, is often mixed in with pink or blue. Mm. Like it's not a true purple, I guess. Right. Um, but I guess you would also that that answer would different, like would differ between people. People and like, maybe there would be like certain kinds of different violets as mm. well. If you are a fashion major, I guess. Um, mm. And. But lilac is like, uh, well, I mean, do you, have you like seen the flower lilacs or like you know what's so funny? like lavender flowers? Those are lilac colored. Mm, yeah, no, I th- I thought so. I just I, I feel like lilac always comes up a lot in my poetry. But then mm. I was like thinking <laughs> no, but then I actually thought about it. And I was when like, you were a poser. <laughs> I don't think I know what lilac looks like. That's so funny. I just I don't know why. I think it was more just like the word like lilac. Yeah. It was such like it's, like, it's la, such a la, 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 yeah la. the mouth feel of yeah. that word is so beautiful. And so I always would it would always show up in my poems. Yeah. But I was like 
what what also, color is that i do feel like lilac and also lavender are more like feelings than colors if that makes sense yeah it right? has a lot of like emotional connotations yeah um i think i saw somewhere that was also like lavender is very much like the color of death or something like that wait what i don't know why uh like i think it's because it was like a color that widows used to wear a lot or something like that at least mm-hmm. in like europe and stuff um like i guess it's kind of because like lavender compared to lilac lavender is a lot more like muted like dusty right. than like lilac as well so like i guess it's like when you're older and like widowed you're kind of not allowed to wear pastel colors Ew. anymore in society like in like the olden days you know yeah um so like you would wear like lilac or black or navy and things like that right um, right or lavender sorry yeah hmm but yeah okay do we want to talk about the title yeah okay um so this title before we end came about with a lot of (laughs) we were really um um laboring over this title because i feel like we wanted it to be kind of just right in terms of encapsulating what we wanted this podcast Mm -hmm. to be um but i really like that we settled on this um do you want to talk a little bit more about your thoughts or yeah i definitely Mm -hmm. think the naming process wasn't like you know getting bestowed bestowed a name yeah like from the heavens channeling yeah like kind of moment as much as we hoped it to be um and it was definitely more of like a deliberate brainstorming process Mm -hmm. um but yeah before we end um for me was like before we and like it was like a big connotation which was that um it's like not so much emphasis on the end part which you think about the end part a lot and you can go about that i feel like i can't explain it as better mm-hmm. like, um but i was thinking more about the before we end part which is about like we as a community or we as people individuals but also this like earth and this like whole world like ending um being really important and feeling this ending really not even imminent but just like even already happening you know um and how like even um coping with that ending and cultivating cultivating a new world from there is also like this we group effort community effort that i see that makes sense yeah that's that does make sense i think also yeah it's just important to know i feel like before we end definitely sounds like this like kind of like doomsday kind Mm -hmm. of podcast um or just like this kind of like doomsday feel of like the end of the world Um, But I guess I feel like I've been really interested in what end kind of means in this context and specifically like the end of the world in terms of like the end of like what world and I've just been really interested in the possibilities of multiple worlds um, that coexist within this kind Mm -hmm. of like dominant like capitalist like colonial like kind of um modernity notion of this world that we're currently living in 
Um, and I feel like really specifically during the pandemic, like there was just like these strong apocalyptic vibes where it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, it felt like the end of the world in a lot of ways. And I think that it really had me reflect on apocalypse in a very real way, not just as this like, um, not just the, as this thing in theory, but as this like kind of like conception of like ending worlds and creating new worlds um, amongst that. And I feel like really right now, especially with like our generation, I wouldn't even know what our generation is. It's like generation, <laughs> we're in between millennials and Zed. Zed. But yeah. a lot of people would probably say that we are definitely Generation Z. Okay, for, for Gen Z, yeah. I <laughs> know, yeah. I just feel like there's just definitely this sense of almost like, yeah, feeling the world end in a way like there's like um like there's like it's hard for us to kind of almost like grasp grasp the conception of future in a lot of ways because it's just like all of these things that have been like pushed onto us like just environmental crises and like this long haul of the legacies of colonialism and slavery and everything just kind of like collapsing into this like huge mess of this world that has been created um and formed by capitalism and colonialism and stuff and so i yeah, I've just been really thinking about kind of what the end of the world kind of means in relation to all that. And mm. I don't know. I think, too, like we were kind of talking about like the what is before kind of mean. Yeah. And I guess for me, too, I really like the way that the title kind of just like plays with time in the sense that like before can reference like both like before kind of like the ending of this world as we know it or just the process of ending Mm -hmm. um but also kind of like being able to understand that you know there were worlds before this world you know and um Mm -hmm. yeah the possibilities of being able to return um to these like pre-colonial traditions and to be able to find some soul solace in some return in some way um i hope any of this makes sense (laughs) um I feel like it, it probably will make a little bit more sense as this podcast kind of like, you know, like, um, like moves and like, I feel like we'll able, we'll, we will be able to like flush out a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, how we see this. But I think in general, I just think that, you know, there's so many things happening within this reality that we're living in and no matter how, um, huge or you know seemingly insignificant I think that everything has a lot to say about Mm -hmm. this kind of reality and the ways in which all these different forces shape our reality um and yeah and how do we move forward from here and what Mm -hmm. happens after um, yeah and I also would like to acknowledge that like when we say like we and before we end like Mm -hmm. you know we're like assuming that we're in like the before the end part right yeah when actually what we feel is that the end is already happening and or has happened has happened for like others um i guess like, yeah for people who have like already experienced genocide or yeah. already experienced apocalypse in a yeah. very real way what does apocalypse mean to mm-hmm. them you know and yeah we're like acknowledging this like privilege that we have of like living in canada and uh, living in this class state and stuff and 
but also honoring who's who has like come before us um, in a lot of different senses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And the final light-hearted thing is also that before we end is kind of like a facilitator joke that we were talking about, <laughs> which is that like um, oftentimes in like facilitations of like workshops or even like in conversations, I guess we're always like. Okay, but before we end this yeah. session, I guess, like, what do we want to say last or things like that? Like, any, fa- any final remarks and things like that. I'm really, I really like that idea. And also just, like, this idea of, like, kind of um, this, like, feeling of um, not being done yet and um, wanting to stay longer mm. and, like... I guess the longing for more it, um, it, that is in our title. Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't even, I don't even know if you've said that to me until just a <laughs> second. I really like that. Yeah. But it's just like before we end is always like, you know, like, oh, I hate to co- end this conversation. But right, like, right. You need to. So like any final remarks. No? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Um, yeah, so I think that's all we have to say about the title for now. Um, and what I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. um, today, which I'm going to kind of be explaining because um, we haven't really talked about yeah. what this means, <laughs> um, is I want to ask you first, what mm. season of your life are you in? Yeah. Um, I really love this question, um, and I've been really thinking about, in my personal life, um, in ways to just, like, maybe be more intentional with understanding the, like, temporal process of my Mm -hmm. own growth. I've seen people kind of call it, like, chapters, too, almost, Mm -hmm. like, in terms of, like, a book kind of metaphor, but I don't know. I feel like seasons resonate a little bit more with me, because I really like that kind of, like cyclicalness that comes with that in terms of like fall and winter and like all these different things um but in asking that question I feel like I'm just wondering and hoping that it kind of like um allows me to like reflect a little bit more on um what part of my life do I feel like I'm in and like what is the theme for this like period in my life Mm. um what season of my life maybe have I stepped out of and have moved into a new one Mm -hmm. am I like in the process of like transition in between seasons or am I in the middle of a season um do I feel like I'm at the end of a season (laughs) you know what I mean so much (laughs) yeah um and also yeah like um being able to also maybe like see the like reoccurringness of certain seasons mm-hmm. that come back, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're ready to like answer that question just yet. I can maybe start if you want, but I guess I want to first yeah. ask like, do you want me to answer in like a very literal like, oh, this is fall for me or something like that? No, <laughs> or, like, like like is that the prompt? Right. Like, yeah. No, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I meant more like the prompt um, that's like just like a few words that you feel mm. like re- is reflective of the season and, and like, like themes themes yeah, and okay. like what does that 
I guess, like, feel like to you Mm -hmm. or mean to you. Yeah. And, sorry, I want to ask another question, which is that when you're saying, like, returning of seasons two, do you, especially in the, like, prompt of, like, or Mm -hmm. cycles, like, Mm -hmm. in terms of cycles, like, do you also think it's a bad thing for a A season to return? Season to return, because it's, like, an old cycle or, like, an old habit or something like that. Right. Um... I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think that there's certain periods of, in your life, like for example, um, like or it I, depends. Like, yeah. yeah, or yeah. I was just saying, for example, you know, like a season of heartbreak is something mm. that can be, or a season of, um, yeah, intense grief. You know, mm-hmm. like these can be seasons that you know do return throughout your life and are a part of like the process of your life. You know mm. what I mean? And like offer a type of rebirth afterwards into Mm -hmm. a new um season but i don't know i mean it kind of just depends like personally yeah and i guess like good things can also or like stereotypically good things can also return in that same way too like yeah even just heartbreak or grief but like love and yeah abundance Mm -hmm. or just like when your career is really going well yeah 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 um I think, actually, I want to grab my phone because I kind of want to read out a poem that I wrote about seasons. Um, but I also think we can go you first as well. Yeah, where is my phone? <laughs> I think it's up here. Yeah, it definitely is. Thank you. If you can find it. There <laughs> you go. Thank you. I will find it and... You can also get started if you want, or you can pause for a second. We can pause for a second. Yeah. Um, mm. Oh, actually, it's in my email, probably. Did you email it to someone? Yeah, I submitted to like a jur- like the journal that I'm working on. Mm. Um which is definitely on hold. But yeah. Um Okay, yeah, but um but I do want to start with you first before I read this. Okay. Yeah. Um Right. I was actually, like, really thinking um, about this um, today, or, like, these this past week, um, because I feel like I started a new journal, and I don't know why every oh, like time... a physical journal. A physical oh. journal. Yeah, and I feel... I don't know why I feel like every time I finish a journal, I always feel like it marks... Maybe not like maybe officially the end of a season, but it really marks a time in my mm. life that I, is coming to a close, sort mm. of. Um, I mean, I even like remember my a few journals ago. <laughs> um, I remember I started the journal at the beginning of a relationship uh. with my ex. And the journal finished. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, to the T when we broke up. Like, it was insane, like, how accurate it was. And it was just literally, like, this was, like, this chapter or, like, this season of my life that I had really come to a close. Yeah, like, chapter in a sense of, like, literal, like, there's a book. Yeah, there's a literal (laughs) book that is completed. Um, So that was so wild. Um, 
But yeah, so in terms of myself, I feel like um, I'm definitely coming out of a season of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like this new season for me um, is really um, about trust. I feel like that's been like kind of the main theme that has been really present for me. And I know that Mm -hmm. we've talked about this a lot. trust in the sense that I think that what I really discovered um throughout this season of heartbreak was how much um I don't know a lot of like problems I was having in certain relationships was a lot around like the the ways in which I wasn't really trusting myself in things that didn't feel right or didn't feel good um and like I would always kind of like minimize how I was feeling or how someone else was making me feel Mm -hmm. um, and not trust that my intuition really knew um, like and like was like, you know, like I felt bad for a certain reason and that reason was um, important. Um, And yeah, I've just been thinking about trust in a very big way in terms of what does it mean to really radically trust yourself? Um, I'm even thinking too about how I feel like because I was just like a really neurotic kid um, (laughs) and teenager, I like would always, like I felt like I always needed to like keep doing stuff or producing Mm. things like whether that be like in terms of literally like doing well in school and stuff like that or just like creatively always needing to like be doing things to feel like I was like you know productive and worthy and like capable or whatever um and I think that there was a serious like lack of trust I was having around you know like I would be like I remember I had like this like blog I was like writing (laughs) in high school and I remember I would like continue like like I was like kind of like over it for a while like I was just like done writing on it and I didn't like but I would like keep like continuing writing even though I didn't want to (laughs) it was just like so bizarre too because for some reason I just like had this certain idea that it's like every writer needs to have a blog and they need to like be writing at a young age and like blah 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 or just like I don't know like having to write like every day or week or something yeah like or some type of idea of how you know writers mm-hmm. are supposed to be and so I really just like force myself to write these and I remember just feeling super like it this sounds so psychotic because it was like at, like I don't know but like I was like yeah I remember feeling super miserable mm-hmm. all the time and just like not being able to trust that like this wasn't something I wanted to do in the moment or wasn't something that was my calling currently it was mm-hmm. writing in a blog yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways but yeah and so I was just thinking about yeah what does it mean to really radically trust yourself and to know that your intuition is able to guide you correctly and accurately and Mm. when something doesn't feel good anymore stop doing it yeah you know Mm. is there anything like 
new that you are like venturing upon instead of a blog (laughs) (laughs) well yes thanks for asking (laughs) as i plug myself in right here (laughs) yeah (laughs) would you happen to be doing anything else um yeah i've been doing youtube Mm -hmm. um it's been really fun actually i have 22 subscribers now yeah it's getting serious (laughs) um and yeah i've been like making video essays and it's been feeling really good and i feel like i'm also like trying to like check myself and be like i don't know just check my intentions and making sure that like i'm doing this because you know i really enjoy it and i'm really like you know getting something from this and not like just because I feel like this is what I need to do to, mm. I don't know, somehow be su- successful or gain some type of success. Um, and so even just like with deadlines and stuff like that, I think it's been able to like being able to trust my internal rhythm of like work mm-hmm. um, and creation and knowing that like there's certain times when like I just can't like write or like mm. edit things and I just need to like take a step back um and yeah being able to like you know trust that like work process it also feels good to be on like break and kind of mm-hmm. have that time to just like focus on creative hobbies um yeah but it's been good so far I've been getting a lot of um constructive criticism comments not a lot I like there's one constructive criticism comment but you're excited about it so. yeah I've been yeah. getting a lot of random comments too of people just like being nice so that's it's been nice to f- feel like there's been feedback and yeah. not that I'm just like speaking into a empty void like no one is listening yeah no that's so fair um like um I also feel like the whole idea of like you know, taking long breaks and then also uh, doing things a lot in a short amount of time, like, um, instead of just doing, like, every day working for, like, an hour or, like, doing this for two hours or, um, like, I don't know, the whole, like, Pomodoro method or something like that, mm. like, like that. Like, I feel like it's, like people don't talk enough about how like the long break and then I don't know five hour five hour like just like crazily working like because you're so into it and excited like method like actually works very well too (laughs) (laughs) hot take like hot take I don't know because I feel like that's how like my focus works a lot of the time is like sometimes I'll be like especially before when I would like um guilt myself into working a lot I would feel like I couldn't work on this like one assignment for like three days and I thought I would it would take like five hours and it would be like oh my god I can't focus for like a straight five hours or something like that or blah blah blah. and then like one day I got just like in the zone and then like did it in like 30 minutes or something and I was like why did I worry about that I love the zone yeah (laughs) it's a good it's a good place it's a good place (laughs) it feels very like in flow oh yeah there's a whole book about it called the flow or something like that (laughs) like yeah yeah like my newest um video essay that I'm working on is on productivity and it's been like 
really interesting to kind of explore mm. the world of productivity. I like had to like I was just doing like some research and so I was like watching a lot of Elon Musk videos <laughs> and like because no I was just genuinely trying to see like how you no, know Elon I, Musk is definitely yeah okay. and I was trying to see like the ways in which it's just like super like you know like made into this almost like aesthetic and like this like intense like scheduling mm-hmm. of your day this curating of your day it was just yeah, so I, I, yeah, and so I totally fucked up my YouTube algorithm now. Right. Oh, you Because, know, like, like your... I just have all these, like, I literally was <laughs> watching so many productivity and Elon Musk That's videos. So funny. And now my YouTube algorithm is permanently fucked up. Just not, maybe not permanently, but it's fucked up. And so. You're just getting a lot of, like, productivity vlogs. Yeah. Like, these your recommendations. 10 tips will help mm-hmm. you study harder. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's so funny that, like, in research, like, you just get welled into this world, like... Yeah, it's super interesting, too, because even, like, speaking on the kind of, like, trust thing, I think so much of myself was, like, really, like, when I was younger, really, like, warped into the self-help craze, and the, like... (laughs) Yeah, because, like, I feel like us, like, our growing up years was really around that kind of, like, self self-improvement like productivity Mm -hmm. kind of vibe and I feel that I felt very sucked into that when I was younger and just like always like or even like the feeling that it was like I feel like what it was about so much was like you needed to be extraordinary like you can't be ordinary like you have to improve yourself and be better and do better and do more and I think that it would just like make me like do all these things or push myself like past things and I was just like so it's just like it completely clouded I feel like my inner like knowing and inner compass where I was just like I don't actually know what I want because I think I've just been like trying to improve myself for so long that I don't actually know who myself is like Like, you've been saying like to yourself that it's not enough like what you yeah Yeah, exactly like nothing ever felt you know I never felt worthy enough and so it's been really interesting kind of returning to that in this video essay Mm because it's like this weird kind of like almost like healing thing where I'm just like let me like as like this like older more (laughs) whatever kind of older more like grown person like really reflecting on how much like this stuff really affected how I perceive myself as a teenager or kid or whatever and like being able to almost like correct that in some way by like expressing like it doesn't need to be like this or even like maybe problematizing what productivity means Mm -hmm. it's been interesting yeah it's like really funny when you're like doing a project about something and then it like turns into like like your own (laughs) self-work yeah like you you, like realize that like this is why you chose this project i guess yeah yeah yeah, it's. I feel like I've written so many essays that were actually just like a projection of my own. Like, you're like, no, I actually like, just feel like this. Yeah. No, you know what's so funny mm-hmm. is I had one of those moments too, but I kind of just realized it a few weeks ago where I was taking this like seminar on Franz Fanon, and he's like this like um, French psychiatrist um, slash writer slash like anti-colonial scholar Mm. um he was awesome but (laughs) i mean i think he was also problematic but i feel like he's yeah yeah, straight male scholar there can be asshole geniuses yeah um 
But anyways, I feel like, um, and so I wrote this whole essay for the end of this class, basically about, because Franz Fanon is very almost like pessimistic of the impossibility of returning to pre-colonial traditions or a pre-colonial past. Like he's very much like, you know, colonialism completely disfigures, you know, the the literal like almost temporality or rhythm of Mm. these traditions before colonization and so to return to them is almost to return to a disfigured um or like yeah a disfigured past a past that like cannot be revived almost Mm -hmm. and so like his kind of thing is like we must move forward from here and create new cultures and new traditions like it's kind of like so that was kind of the vibe for instance and so i wrote this whole essay basically about um the impossibility of return and afterwards my like professor like emailed me back and she was like this feels very bleak like she was just like (laughs) I don't know if like she was like she was like you know like I feel like um you know there's a way we can like kind of like prop not prop but there's a way that we can kind of challenge Franz Fanon's notions Mm. like I don't think I want to believe that it's impossible to completely return um because she's also um She's from Algeria, I want to say. So she's, like, has, like, kind of, like, the kind of, like, colonial, like, Mm -hmm. root um, kind of thing. So I think she's, like, speaking about herself, too. Yeah. And I was just, like, wait, I think that I was just feeling really bleak about, like, my Korean heritage and completely just projecting (laughs) it onto this essay. And just feeling, like, really bleak about my possibility of return to it. Yeah, and clearly she read that. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like she was, like, trying to be, like, sweetie, like, (laughs) let's take it. This feels very... pessimistic um that's funny because obviously like you can definitely like you know if you weren't like close with the professor and things like that like you can definitely just kind of like run with that perspective and write a whole essay about it just for like the sake of an assignment and like getting points for it and you can definitely like make a good argument and stuff but it's like for her to like realize that like no it wasn't just that like notice that it's really funny it was funny and she was yeah. like oh like i hope that like blah blah, blah. um anyway so it was just like funny to like see that reflected back at me and i was like mm. maybe i was just completely projecting my own like anxieties <laughs> and fears onto this that essay <laughs> yeah but yeah the whole like youtube uh or like i don't know just online like study aesthetic is so bro that's the world is fucking crazy bro it's It's just like the minimalist kind of minimalist like the all of the like how to note take videos um and it's not even about how to note take well it's sometimes even like how to aesthetically note take or how to even like change your whole handwriting to be more aesthetically pleasing oh my god i haven't seen those videos there are videos like that um where it's like yeah i changed my handwriting to like this like and i trained myself to do this to make more aesthetic notes like that's um, a little cray cray or like all of the like 5 a.m morning routines or like the um i don't know just like just just yeah like yeah yeah. i feel like it's so strange too because i think i really i think what i realized most of all was like um i feel like i spent so much of or like just so much time being like why can't i wake up early do yoga mm-hmm. get all of these things done like do this this and this and that and like just 
putting so much like guilt and like having so much anxiety around it and like just never feeling enough but it's like as soon as I like switched it up and was like completely focused on like completely trusting myself and like you know like not feeling any guilt whatsoever if like what I needed to rest or something like that mm-hmm. I realized like I just almost like became everything that I wanted <laughs> to be like very naturally and not that like everything I wanted to be but in the sense that it's like yeah like I wake up extremely early I do yoga every day I have this like long like ritualistic practice you know things like that and I was like it's so crazy to me because I was just like, wow, like I really didn't need to like guilt myself into doing any of these things. And like in a lot of ways, that was like what was really holding me back in a yeah. sense. Um, and so it was a super weird realization when I was just like, whoa, like I can just like trust myself and I will be led in the right direction. <laughs> what? Crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, also like what does guilt do like especially with the waking up early thing because it's like you woke up late and now you feel guilty about it and then you spend the rest of the day the the shortened day I guess like um because you woke up late like filled with guilt and now you're not even enjoying the rest of the day like yeah and it was just so crazy to me because I was also thinking too like yeah like that my first thought at the beginning of the day was I'm not enough like Mm -hmm. I did not wake up early enough so that means that I'm not and have that be your first fucking thought Mm -hmm. in the beginning of your day is so crazy it just really sets the tone of like you know what I mean your day and like that yeah portion of time for you yeah so I don't know I still can get like those like flashbacks of being like oh my god but what if I'm not doing enough work or not uh, uh, you know Mm. but I'm really trying to just like really let go of all notions of that and be like it's you know yeah yeah you know I deserve to sleep in if I'm fucking tired (laughs) bitch so Shelly Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. <laughs> what you season? You sounded like a villain just I like, know. They always... Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. What season of life do you feel like this is for you right now? Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm first going to answer with like what like the prompt that you suggested Mm -hmm. about seasons which is that i think i'm feeling spring right Mm. now i like that and for context it is summer technically um outside but i i think i'm feeling spring because um and i think i've been feeling winter for a really long time and that's kind of why i feel spring Right Ooh, well. that's so powerful. <laughs> wow. It's gonna make me cry. I don't know why. <laughs> because so, like there's something so poetic about that. Yeah, which I I will read out the poem that I wrote about this. Why am I crying right now? <laughs> Do you wanna he- hear the poem actually? Yeah, so that yeah. we can continue yeah. crying. Yeah, I wanna hear the poem. <laughs> okay. Um this was like uh it's also like a bilingual poem i like say korean it a little bit Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's called spring will come and i wrote it in like the mid middle of like actual season winter um in montreal spring will come spring will come 
Butterflies fly into my stomach, so I cut it in the middle to make a crop top. Spring is coming, spring is coming. My shoulder blades stab me through my skin. I can't lie on my back, but I can lie to her face in the mirror. I say, it's getting warmer, it's getting warmer, you're getting warmer, you're warmer, warmer. But what if I can't warm up? Would you love me if I was still frigid in spring? I should kiss you now when you can't tell. I heat up underneath my blankets, my heart tucked in with my own hands. I was dying before everyone was dying. I died before everyone died. I was reborn when everyone was still in their eggs. And I didn't rise like a phoenix, but rather bloomed like a flower, as bright and red, a carnation, a field flower, dedicated. 날개죽지 밑에 큰 아픔이 있다. 날개가 피어나려나 보다. A prettier, rounder name for shoulder blades, wing bones. My wings are sprouting. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, So this was the poem that I wrote, like, probably in, like, January or something like that. Um, Like, very dead in the uh, middle of winter. Um, Like, in the middle of, like, a five-month-long winter in Montreal. But also, like, in the winter of, like, my mental being. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think I kept just feeling, like... um, just like hearing about spring coming soon and like uh, or just like this idea of like spring like what is spring like you know this pressure to like bloom and like pressure to um you know come out of your shell and Mm. things like that and also honestly like cuffing season in a way kind of like spring is cuffing season um spring is cuffing season in in korea actually which is which is funny um because it's like the opposite yeah i know it's like fall usually in north america yeah i don't know and then like Uh, spring is like you gotta let go because you gotta have your hot (laughs) house summer (laughs) it's really funny but yeah like in in korea i think it's been long like even in like old poetry it's like a saying to people Mm. where people will say like like uh like when people are like maybe falling in love or in a new relationship that it's whatever like season it is they'll be like oh did spring come to you early or something like that Mm. because like just spring spring right like the heart like fluttering and things like that That's like sweet. yeah so um it's like it's also i think it's like cherry blossom uh festivals are often like um like a couple activity in east asia so right. like spring is when cherry blossoms bloom so then you have to have like a lover to go to the cherry blossom festival with you like that's like a whole weird tradition um so like yeah, I think um, I was just feeling this kind of pressure of like um, in in the winter, like a few months ago, where I was like, I feel like I'm not gonna, like when springtime actually comes, I'm not gonna feel ready for it yet mm. in a way, um, which is why I say like, what if I was still cold in spring? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I feel like it's more of a mindset than like the yeah. weather, yeah. Um, 
And I think, you know, as it is summer now in Montreal, I still feel like I'm more in spring because I feel like I'm kind of starting to come out of my shell a bit more, whereas maybe other people are more ready to like really do like socialize some right. activities right. like um you know, hot girl summer, things like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, I think I'm still in spring right now. But also in like a good way where I feel very like um like I feel like I came out of something. I don't know you what You came out? <laughs> Wait, Shelly, you're gay? <laughs> yes, I did not know about this, like, about me um, before, about this. But yeah, um, I was just like, yeah. Um, well, I mean, on that note, too, I feel like I just really loved the song, like, I'm coming out. <laughs> Even, like, in multiple different connotations. Yeah, like, yeah. Because like, also, it is, like, is it actually, like, a coming out song, like, like published as a coming out song? I don't no, think it is, right? I don't know. Like, it was a, kind of appropriated. It's been appropriated like, as, like, a way, cup, yeah. as the coming out song. But, it's, oh. like, but actually, it's, like, I'm coming out, like... I want the world to know. <laughs> no. I want to let it show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a fire song. It's a fire song. Yeah. Um, actually, the short film that I sent you of like the kids has dancing it? has it in there, mm. which is kind of funny because they probably don't even know about the gay connotations of it. Maybe they do. I don't know. Anyways, um, so yeah, I just like um, feel that. And I think some themes have also been like, disillusionment has been a theme for right, some time yeah. but i think now i feel more that that is done <laughs> <laughs> no i don't feel i i feel some illusions probably like you know i think illusions are always like there sometime um but like um we live in this grand illusion <laughs> yes we, as we live in the matrix <laughs> the illusion is always there um but like also um think like I was doing a lot of disillusionment work before where I was feeling disillusioned about a lot of fantasies about people about institutions about realities um, about success or the idea of success and things mm-hmm. like that and now I feel like I've done that and I have kind of stepped away from those in- illusions and also just like stop thinking about the fact that there may be you know illusions and they're fake and things like that um and i don't have to think about that as much anymore um and also even with like i guess summer like uh, or like love and things like that like i'm more aware of like illusions being illusions even if they appear and also just playing around with that idea you know like what do you mean by um, illusions in love. Illusions in love. I think like crushes are always illusions. Like right. Like having an idea of someone. Having in your head. an idea of someone, or even just this idea of like, not even like a crush, but just like anyone you really like but don't have like a long relationship with them yet. Like you know, you're really just continuing that relationship with them or continuing that crush with them on the basis of imagining a future with them right and this future doesn't exist yet like this future is like your fantasy and like um and you don't know what how they're gonna act or even how you're gonna act in the future and that's all 
illusions. A daydream, yeah. Yeah, it's a daydream, yeah. Illusions is a strong word, but like it is just a daydream, yeah. yeah. And um, I think now I'm just like able to be like, yeah, I have a crush on someone, or I like want this, or I would love the idea of this, and I know that's an idea, but like it's still nice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right. Um, and I think when you're aware of it, you can like play around with it in a more healthy way as well. Yeah. Because mm. you don't get consumed by it as much, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, especially in relation to kind of like attachment mm-hmm. and I don't know. I guess like you know being, because I feel like maybe perhaps that in a way, if you think of kind of these. Um, illusions or ideas almost as a sort of like a type of manifestation in a way that's like almost like in a way maybe like being too attached to that Mm -hmm. manifestation that it kind of like blocks other things from coming through or like kind of I don't know maybe you don't see it in that way no I see that because I also see like I feel like it's, there's something powerful about saying, like, in a way you have to be delusional to be to good be good at manifestations. If that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's like, because also a big part of, actually, this is a thing. Like the difference between like illusions and also just like purely believing in something is that when you're in an illusion, you always feel like there's a part of you that's like, no, but I don't have this right now. You know, right. like when you're crushing on someone right. or like imagining this future with someone, that's always coming from a place of like, oh, but it hasn't happened yet. Right, and like not having or I don't, it. Or yeah, I don't have it yet. Right. Um, but then when you're like completely believing in it that it's gonna happen, there's almost like a detachment like, you have to because you're like, I know it's gonna come. Yeah, I don't like, need to focus on it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and some might call that delusion, but it's actually just like. No, but if anything, I'm acting, like, less crazy, I guess. Because it's, like, I don't have to be, like, no, this thing, like, I need to, like, grab it. I need to, like, pull onto it. Like, blah, blah, Like, you know, because you're just, like, no, it's going to be mine. So, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I really want to return to this kind of idea of spring. I feel like I have a few questions for you. But if if you have anything else to say about um, disillusionment or... Mm, well, I guess I just want to like make it clear that this is not just about like crushes and love. <laughs> no, like, it's just about as, crushes. As, as much as I love being a sappy like you know person, but like, um, but you know, it's also about just like, like realizing that. You know, the institution that we're in, like, university is yeah. not that great. <laughs> and, yeah. like, um, or it doesn't even really mean a lot to be, like, to be good at it as well. Or to be bad at it, really. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, um, yeah, that, like, um, a lot of these things that we think that matter and also just, like, you know, cause so much fr- suffering in our lives, like, don't really matter that much and saying that it doesn't matter like actually relieves a lot of the suffering yeah 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 i concur mm-hmm. yeah concur <laughs> i love like using like model un language like in real life oh my god it's like yeah. really annoying but i don't know <laughs> literally 
Um, I was in Model United Nations in high school. Me too, for like a year. But I quit after a year, but mm, yeah. Right. For two year? Yeah, year-ish. Yeah. Fuck the UN. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I remember like one of the first committees that I went to was fucking like um NATO, which is like the military Ooh, one. That's so weird. I know, and I was just like, I don't want to be here. Or even I like the NAFTA stuff. Like, I'm just like, why? Why are these 16 year olds talking about like blowing missiles onto another country? Like, super weird. It's so weird. Um, also, like the blazers and like the the blazers it's on like so 15 year olds. Like, it's, it's so, so lame. lame. I'm pretty sure I saw a model UN group like on the street the other day. Day, which I don't know maybe I was wrong because like I don't think model UNs are happening in the pandemic but like um but like literally I just saw these like uh, people who are definitely at least three years uh or more younger than me and like um just walking around in the most like awkward looking blazers that uh, and like pantsuits and stuff like that clearly just wasn't their like size or like fit you know Interesting. Uh, and it was like i was just like what are you doing here and they were like all getting like sandwiches um or something because mm. it was like lunch break interesting yeah it's very interesting it's a weird phase in life <laughs> it's a weird phase in life yeah that also came from like like me joining model yen definitely came from a place of like i need to be doing something oh so i need to go into all these clubs yes and like model un this is gonna be a good yeah. experience and then spend two hundred dollars on a on a ticket for a conference seat oh like, my god yeah it's so um, stupid plus like you had to buy your own food there like they didn't give you food there or for me Whoa. so i i think i got food provided they didn't they didn't give us food and it was like a hotel room so we either had to like go out we had to basically like eat out every meal for like a, a three-day conference like and like would sometimes it wouldn't even get long enough breaks so then we would just eat like banana bread from starbucks or something as like our lunch or wow. like because we couldn't afford anything I was like, cause you know restaurants, but yeah. Mm. But anyways, yeah. Spring, spring. What are your questions? Um. Well, I feel like what you said really made me emotional, and it really <laughs> resonated with me because there's something so like. I mean, and maybe also this is me projecting my own feelings onto it, but I feel like there's something so un burdening about spring for me Mm. I think that like winter is so much of this time of like really like deep like almost like inwardness and investigation whatever and it's but it also feels like a time of like heaviness in terms of like clothing and like you know blankets and like the whole thing Mm. and like physically just like feeling that weight Mm. and then just like spring always just feels like this like time of like unburdening Mm -hmm. and I don't know I was just thinking that it's very beautiful to talk about yourself feeling like you're entering spring Mm -hmm. because it's also just this like I don't know this feeling of like relief that it's like oh my god winter is over and I've survived it you know yeah yeah like I've survived the fucking winter bitch like it's like uh and like that feeling of just like uh Mm -hmm. you know yeah I think it's like for me it's it's like well obviously also just like 
coming out of like a depressive episode kind yeah. of or not even like a depressive episode that long like you know not the entire time uh, that i was in like a depressive episode but just like several consecutive ones i yeah. guess you know and like also honestly like winter does feel like literal death like you know yeah trees, quite literally like trees die and then they come back and like or like new things um start to sprout and things like that and in spring that's what i really like about spring too like the idea of like things sprouting rather than blooming you know yeah i think too like i've been really thinking about kind of spring and winter and thinking specifically about winter that like you know that everything that happened like but spring almost like doesn't like exist like spring couldn't exist without winter you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and it couldn't exist without all the things like happening below the surface yeah. and these like small process i mean i'm talking about this in relation to like the seasons of life yeah, now yeah, not like know, literally yeah. seasons but like just like these small moments of like healing almost that happen below the surface like and it's just like these really small things that were almost like not perceptible at the time because they were happening so below the surface. But like mm-hmm. knowing that like almost winter needed to happen to give way to this almost sprouting that's coming through and just like, I don't know, like you see these small like changes coming through and being like that was always kind of like there and like yeah. being created and cultivated. Yeah, because I think definitely sometimes I'm like, did I have to have those depressive episodes? Yeah, or like, yeah, or yeah, like the, yeah. What is it like the dark night of the soul or whatever? Oh that's my like god, a, that's like the Isn't spiritual that... term. Yeah. yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's like the dark night of the soul, and then it's like the spiritual awakening. Yeah, and then the ascension and blah blah, um, and like. Wait, can we yeah. actually no? Mm-hmm. You continue what you're saying because I have something else I want to say. No, I think I was done. I don't like I. Well, actually, no, I wasn't done. I guess I'm like deluding myself. Um, no, but like sometimes I'm like, yeah, like why did I have to have these like traumas resurface or like this or that and like just like right. go through all this like fucking healing and yeah. sometimes I'm like, you know, sometimes there's moments where uh, you look at people who are like you know, doing maybe a little bit of toxic habits and things like that, but, like, not realize what they're doing and, like, still living, like, kind of happily, you know, like, a very simple life, like, right. you know, like, a very surface level, not deep life, you know, um, and I guess you could say, like, normie culture, and, like, and sometimes I'm, like, not that I was ever like that, but it's, like, I guess my, I don't know, younger self before I went through all this healing maybe was able to um cope with things a lot simpler um, right and just be like yeah I'm gonna ignore these problems and right. go get, get on with my day and so sometimes I'm definitely like well wishing to go back to that at almost like innocence kind of um no like not go back actually but just like uh, because, like, I've come out of this, like, winter, I guess. But then there's also the consequences of that. I don't know. Like, like things that follow me. Like, you know, because now I can't 
like like now I can't make like just like superficial friendships anymore because that doesn't uh, uh because that doesn't like fulfill me. But it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, but then it's like sometimes you kind of wish that like I'm I feel saying, bad. I'm saying sometimes like yeah I feel like bad. sometimes you're just like what if, I wish I could just like meet all these people. No, I totally meet feel all these that, people yeah. and just be friends with them and like have a laugh yeah. and like get drunk and things like that and be happy with that you know or like. Or even with like romantic relationships, like I wish I could just like date sillily without, you know, talking about your past trauma or not talk about your past trauma as like trauma dumping, but you know, like being aware of that, like, or, or even like academically, I'm like suffering a lot of consequences from like my, my depressive episodes and trying to get back on track from that. Back on track is a weird word to say, but you know, like, uh, trying to get back on my feet I guess um so sometimes I'm just like yeah or even just like with productivity that we were thinking of like I feel like I used to be okay with like running on four hours of sleep every day and like uh taking notes for hours and like uh, only having school to think about and and not like eating properly because of studying and things like that and I would I was like quote-unquote fine you know and yeah. I would like get A's and things like yeah. that and and now I can't do that anymore yeah. like, like you know like so so it's like that so sometimes I definitely think like kind of wish to go back to that this was longer than I needed to be but like basically I was going to say that no like that had to happen because that couldn't continue that type of lifestyle couldn't continue and also i am like better off you know having gone through everything and that also and that's why it also feels like a new spring because i don't know like thinking even about spring too like we say return of spring and things like that but also the the like the same it's not the same like flowers and the same animals and the same trees that come back in the same uh, same year of spring does that make sense Mm -hmm. like it's like different sprouts it's different flowers it's different trees it's different animals and different people um and i think uh spring is not supposed to be just like yeah winter's done now we can just like sprouts like mm-hmm. that's not it. and it's like the same sprouts you know there's some evolution there that happens mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was also like it's just really reminding me of this one line um from the song that i really love mm-hmm. um it's so random it was it was the main like soundtrack song of the secret life of walter mitty <laughs> so it's just like such a brand new movie, movie? It's kind of, I don't know if it's good, actually. I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't know. But I love this song, and I think the guy um, is Jose Gonzalez, I think. Okay. Um, But he he was saying, the dawn is coming, open your eyes. And Mm -hmm. I just was, like, feeling that so hard. Just, like, in relation to this, just, like, this, like, new day is Mm -hmm. coming. And to, like, not, like keep your eyes like closed like yeah. that like this is something to witness and to like like open your heart to you mm-hmm. know um 
I felt that was quite big. Are you, are you searching it up? No, I'm searching up a different, like, because there were several songs that, like, inspired my poem that I read earlier, mm-hmm. but also just, like, this, like, mood of, like, spring, because when I was, like, like, even just, like, six months ago when I wrote that poem, I was definitely in this space of, like, I don't know if I, if I can get out of this depressive episode and, like, be happy in, like, when springtime comes or, like, when right. I, if I, like, date someone new or things like that. Um, and uh, in a song that, like, um, inspired uh, the poem was also um, this... Uh, I guess K-pop artist or like uh, a Chongyun, like he actually died of suicide like three or four years ago, um, and he wrote this song called um, uh, I can't remember. It's like before spring or like before spring comes or something like that, and it's like about how um, uh, it's like we need to date before spring comes because I don't know what I can do in spring. Like I don't uh, like we need to f- like. I don't know how to like explain this. Like, it's a very beautiful song, um, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it's like um, yeah. I need uh, like, can we meet before spring comes? Before it gets warmer, like it, and then it goes on to say like. Actually, I just love like watching you, and I actually don't want spring to come, and I don't want it to get warmer, um, because it, when spring comes, I need to like actually come out, like and like um, and come out in front of you, like the romantic interest, and um, is, but then my winter is like still. Um, like hasn't melted in yeah, me like that's right. like what he says if that makes hey, sense yeah it's like really brooding it's really brooding and like it's also just like you know he was obviously very depressed uh, to the point where it like killed him and like um for him it was talking about how like i don't know if this depressive ep- episode will like leave me right that i can like come out in spring and like start loving other people right um or like be loved and that's kind of where i came from in this poem um but then there's also like i use song <laughs> i use song like lilac which mm. she talks about which she talks wait i'm just realizing that that song is called lilac yeah it's not, or the whole album is called lilac but that's the title song yeah that's so crazy that i just <laughs> said that too because that literally so represented because you sent that to me because i yeah. was literally representing what was happening to me yeah and it was called lilac and yeah. i didn't even realize we had a whole conversation yeah that's so okay weird. you should probably explain um explain what lilac is about lilac is about like well the premise like the story of the song is like two lovers um uh, breaking up in time for spring not in time for spring but like in spring but it kind of sounds like it's like in time for spring um and she's uh, not sad about it not uh, not really um where she's just like 
yeah, like we had, it's like this lovely relationship is ending because it came to its time. Like, how beautiful is this ending? Like, and she's like genuinely not sad about it. She's like laughing in the, in the um, music video. She's like dancing with like flowers around her and things like that. And, um, and um, there's a part that is sad in the song though, where, um, Anyways, and but, Shelly yeah. sent it to me because that's exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. That I broke up with someone just before spring. Yeah, it was very timely. It was like, quite timely. And it's called Lilac. And it like wow. literally says, like, like, yeah, like the, the few like English lyrics in the song, it says like, love me only till the spring. Like she does, she says that. Like, love me only till the spring. And like this is this is the climax and like it's done now um and she even says love resembles misty dream in another mm. one and it's like yeah this is like this beautiful fantasy and um yeah it's it's but i was like thinking about this song too or this song came afterwards um when it was actually spring and also like when uh, like after i uh, wrote this poem and like was coming out of the depressive episode more and like it really felt like yeah like I can come out in this like springtime and it doesn't have to be this like bright thing either like I can come out of this um, ending and like celebrate the ending mm-hmm. and like enjoy spring uh, very much I felt like that if you watch the music video and there's like a point where her face like suddenly turns into like a face of grief like a couple of times while she's also still dancing like very happily Um, bitch i felt that (laughs) yeah it's really interesting um but yeah where do we get this (laughs) how do we get here um Um, i don't know but do you want to close this out Mm -hmm. um do you have anything else to say about this wasn't there something you were gonna say before no um yeah but i feel like that's a whole other podcast for another okay. time i was gonna talk yeah. about spiritual awakening oh okay yeah no, that, that is, is definitely yeah that's a lot although we will always be talking about spiritual awakenings i feel like in every episode in some way because i also feel like we are always every day going through awakening. <laughs> yeah no actually a quote that really hit me um which is also kind of about like um productivity but in the spiritual way was um it was like you keep thinking that you need to like do the work and like <laughs> and like or like oh like it was like oh specific about like um self growth it was like you keep thinking that you need to, you need to like grow like you need to set out time for you to like grow to like do the action of like growing or something like that and doing the work to grow but then she was like well growing just happens without you doing anything like look at trees like they just grow without doing anything like as in like height but also like spiritual growth and like thinking about self-growth in the same way like that just being like yeah i could just be like lying down eating chips and i would still be like growing in that moment (laughs) is very comforting to think about i think yeah yeah Okay, but close. So before we end, <laughs> silence. Would you um, like to do a closing question? 
Yes. Um, so before we end, um, we're so lame about this. Okay, <laughs> maybe we should just keep the first before we. End. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really um, okay. What is currently bringing you joy? Hmm. What is currently bringing? Honestly, mm. um, feeling excited to see someone. Mm. That's what's bringing me joy. And sexual tension. <laughs> I don't know if I should have put that in there too. <laughs> Just a little side note. Um, um, but that's a part of the excitement. Yeah, of course. It's um, not just to see someone, but it's to like, see And I feel like mm-hmm. just feeling the the excitement of like really wanting to be around someone. I feel like it's kind of mm-hmm. fun. Who knows how long it'll last for, but <laughs> it's fun for now. Yeah. 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 It's bringing me joy. It's like so, and it's hard to find people they enjoy the company of. I don't yeah. know. Maybe um, it's not. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that is what's bringing me joy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what is bringing you joy right now? I think, um, uh, oh, there, mm, specifically this one song, but like also just like bedroom dancing has been. Oh my God, that's uh, such a good one. Yeah, it's a yeah. good thing to feel joy about. Um, it gives me so much joy. Um, or even just like, like whether sober or even like getting like a glass of wine, then like dancing in your whole apartment. Um, and specifically I've been dancing a lot to this one song, which is, um, it's the song where they like dance messily in, um, in Two Night Stand, which I mentioned last time, but I couldn't remember the title Mm -hmm. to you. Um, and it's actually the song um, Anything Anything by Drama Rama. And it's like a classic oh, rock song. I don't, it's not a very singable song. Just like, hum it then. Like, I wanna... like, um, wait, I don't know. Like, it's like, there's like a immediate, there's like an electric guitar. Like, dun, 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 dun. I can turn it on too. Like, um, Maybe we'll insert like, it too. I don't think we can do that for copyright reasons. Right. But like, um, wait, it's like... Um, yeah, no, I can't remember, like, the first, like, it's, like, really just a man screaming, that's the thing, like, it's, like, not a very, like, he's not really singing, he's kind of just screaming. Okay, I'll trust you. Um, but it's, like, the guitar is, like, really just dance, and it's, like, yeah, a lot of drums. And there's something about, like, dancing to, like, rock music specifically, too, because you're not really dancing, you're kind of just, like, headbanging the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, uh, satisfying. But, like, really anything by, like, um, any 70s artist is really good. Mm, yeah. But I can turn it on after we start recording. If you, can, if you can go to Spotify, go listen to anything, I think, by um, Drama Channel. Rama. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Um, I had a good moment of dancing in my room really hard. Mm. Felt really yeah. good. It's good, yeah. Um, 
So I think this is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much if you've actually made it to this point. (laughs) Um, We're really grateful that we get to, you know, just have a space to talk and Mm -hmm. and giggle. Mm. Um, Thank you so much. Do you have anything, last things you want to say? See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.